Welcome to Being Authentic Together podcast with your host, Reverend Matthew Shannon. This is episode number 13, Push Aside Scarcity and Bring Forth Authenticity. Before we get into this episode, I want to take the time to remember and honor the legacies of two civil rights icons, Congressman John Robert Lewis and Reverend C.T. Vivian. I didn't get an opportunity to meet Reverend Vivian that I can recall, but he was Martin Luther King Jr.'s field man and worked tirelessly in the civil rights movement. Vivian helped found the Nashville Christian Leadership Conference and helped organize the first sit-ins in Nashville in 1960 and the first civil rights march in 1961. In 1961, Vivian participated in Freedom Rides, and Vivian founded what is now called Upward Bound. Uh, And this organization grants scholarships to college students. Um, He died on the same day as his friend and colleague in the civil rights movement, John Lewis. They both died on July 17th, 2020. I had the privilege to meet Congressman John Lewis in December, 2015 at the celebration of the 13th Amendment in Washington, D.C. And you can go to uh, beingauthentictogether.com for the picture of this uh, wonderful occasion. This one moment uh, changed my life. You see, the fight for civil equality is real. The favorite thought that I have for Congressman John Lewis stated is never give up, never give in, never give out, keep the faith, and keep your eyes on the prize. Together we can redeem the soul of America. Hashtag good trouble. So to both of you gentlemen, uh, gentle giants, uh, strong giants, thank you for your legacy the both of you uh, have left. In this episode, we will learn the definition of scarcity and how it impacts our ability to be authentic. We will learn that we are and we have enough to be authentic. Our creator provides us with more than enough. What is scarcity? According to Brene Brown, scarcity is the belief that there's not enough. This belief seeps into our life on a daily basis. This belief tries to stop us from being authentic. In other words, it says, I don't have enough support. I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough imagination. And Lynn Twist talks about this in her book, 
the soul of money. For me, and for many of us, our first waking thought of the day is, I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is, I don't have enough time. Whether true or not, that thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. We spend most of the hours and the days of our lives hearing, explaining, complaining, or worrying about what we don't have enough of. We don't have enough exercise. We don't have enough work. We don't have enough profits. We don't have enough power. We don't have enough wilderness. We don't have enough weekends. And of course, we don't have enough money ever. We're not thin enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough or fit enough or educated or successful enough or rich enough ever. Before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor, we're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking something. And by the time we go to bed at night, our minds race with a litany of what we didn't get or didn't get done that day. We go to sleep burdened by those thoughts and wake up to the reverie of lack. What begins as a simple expression of the hurried life or even the challenged life grows into the great justification for an unfulfilled life. This, my friends, is scarcity. The feeling and the belief that you're not enough, that you don't quite add up, that there just isn't enough. There isn't enough room for you. There isn't enough room for your gifts. There's not enough people that value you. There's not enough people that see your self-worth. This idea of scarcity permeates through our entire being. And it really stops us and blocks us from being authentic. There's a story in the Bible that illustrates what scarcity can do to us. In the parable of the talents, one man had five talents, the other two talents, and another one talent. The persons with multiple talents invested and traded their talents they received double of what they had. The person with the one talent dug a hole in the ground and hid their talent there. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. And then the master says, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers 
And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. You see, the one with the one talent suffered with a scarcity mindset. That one talent was enough to produce something more. That one talent was enough to produce something more. Let that sink in. I'm going to say that again. That one talent was enough to produce something more. How often do we mirror the one with one talent? How often do we hide that one talent because we feel that it is not enough, that it's not worth anything, that it has no value? How many times do we hide who we are because we feel that people don't see us, that people don't care, that people don't acknowledge who we are. And so we push ourselves into the ground. We hide our gifts. We hide ourselves into the ground because we do not think that we're enough. We see other people as having enough. We see other people getting promoted. We see other people getting elevated. We see other people uh, succeeding. We see other people winning in life. But yet when it comes to us, we believe that we are not enough. The scarcity mindset really blocks who we are, really stops us from being free. And that's what we have going on in the world today is this scarcity mindset. We, 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 we don't feel like we have enough. And so we are constantly in the pursuit for more, for more, especially when it comes to money. We never feel like we have enough money. And so we always want more, no matter what's in the bank account, it's more, more money, more money, more friends, more this, more cars, more members, more this, more that. I want more, 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 more. But that more, my friends, is never fulfilling because we've never satisfied, we've never pushed aside scarcity. So today I declare and I tell you, push aside scarcity. Push aside that mindset that says that you are not enough. Those words that says that you're not enough is a tactic from the enemy. Stop proclaiming to yourself that you're not enough. Just because of what other people do to you does not dictate what you are. And the reason why they're doing it to you is because they see that you are not enough. They see that you are enough. 
The only reason why hate exists in this country, the only reason why hate exists in this world today, the only reason why hate exists is because love is standing tall. Hate doesn't like love. Hate will attack love. Rudeness will attack kindness. Fear and doubt will attack our joy. Please push aside scarcity. It takes work. What can we do to push aside scarcity and bring forth authenticity? Well, believe that, number one, you ought to believe that you are enough. That you have enough. It is a sufficiency mindset. It is to be sufficient whether you are hungry or well-fed. Paul puts it this way. He reminds us in one of his letters, he tells us that he was content in every situation that he was in because he knew what it was like to be well-fed. He knew what it was like to be hungry knew what it was like to be in all varying circumstances. And so he said to himself, he said, I'm just going to be content. Now, does content mean happy? No. Does content mean satisfied? No. Does content mean that I'm willing to sacrifice who I am for what you want? No. But being content simply means that I will rest in being enough. I am enough whether nobody sees it or not. I am enough when people when 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 when, when people reject you, I am enough. The second thing you've got to do, not only do we have to believe that we are enough, the second thing you got to do is be grateful for what you have. Say thank you every day. Find something to be grateful for. Sometimes I'm often, sometimes I can be sarcastic with my thankfulness especially if it's something that I don't like, especially if it's something that I just get angry and upset about. Sometimes I thank God and be sarcastic with the thanks. Uh, but even in being sarcastic with the thanks and find that glimmer of hope and find that glimmer at the light of the tunnel, even when I be thankful for that glimmer of hope, and it could be so sarcastic and, and, and so, so out there, even if I can be thankful for that, that brings me back to the point where I can be thankful for what I have. Sometimes I can I can switch things and make it into a comic moment. Sometimes I can switch things and make it so I can laugh. You got to find something to be grateful for. Be thankful for your journey. 
be thankful for who you are. Be thankful, especially if you're listening to this podcast right now. Be thankful that God blessed you with another day of life. Be thankful that your mind is being taken care of. Be thankful. Find something to be grateful for. Because when we acknowledge and and be grateful for that one thing, then we can let ourselves feel the good times. This is the next step in bringing forth authenticity and pushing aside scarcity. We have to let ourselves and let yourself enjoy the ordinary moments. Enjoy seeing the moon in the midnight sky. Enjoy the feeling of the weather upon your skin. Enjoy watching TV with nothing else to do. Enjoy. Just enjoy the ordinary moments. Sometimes we take the ordinary moments for granted and when they're gone, we miss them like crazy. The fourth thing we've got to do is believe that God is almighty. The Bible calls him the El Shaddai, which simply means that God is sufficient. I'm reminded of the scripture that says God's grace is sufficient for you in times of weakness. That's the fourth thing you have to understand that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is enough. God is enough in the moment of your weakness. It's all right to be hurt. It's all right to be wounded. It's all right to be not okay because it's in those moments that God goes to work. And sometimes God has to go to work with you or by yourself. Sometimes God has to go to work with you with the help of another. We've got to believe that God is sufficient in moments of weakness. Bible says, when I am weak, God is strong. Where I lack, where I hurt, God is strong. And some people, I have, I have questioned myself and I've questioned my faith. I've questioned this whole thing. And with this pandemic and with um, racism and with 
all of the pressures that fall into that. Watching friends and watching loved ones suffer from depression, watching family members suffer from depression and anxiety, and watching, you know, it 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 weighs heavily on the spirit. And it's like, God, when is it going to be enough for you? When is the suffering going to be enough that you act in your divine power? When is it going to be? Are you sleeping underneath the boat while our storm is raging? Where is that grace? Because right now, a lot of people are feeling weak. And where is your strength, God? But herein lies, his is found in our joy. And joy is something that can never be taken away from us. Joy is hidden way down deep in, the, in our guts and in our spirit. Joy is a thing that will keep you going. I'm reminded of the of um, Alex Trebek and how uh, uh, his joy right now is hosting Jeopardy. You got to identify your joy, the thing that makes you keep going. If you were stripped of everything, what makes you keep going? That is your joy. Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Find that joy and you will find strength for when moments of weakness comes, when moments of difficulty comes, when moments of anxiety come, you can find strength in the thing that you joy. But, but sometimes that thing is just so hidden underneath the pressures of scarcity. The fifth thing you've got to do, not only do you have to believe that you're enough, not only do you have to be grateful in what you have, no matter, uh, not only do you have to let yourself feel the good times, not only do you have to believe that God is sufficient for you, but you've got to use what you have. God does give more. This, 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 this this thing, using what you have, doesn't matter how much you have of it, you've got to use it. You might be down to your last millibar of strength, but you've got to use it because God gives more. Here, reminded of the parable of the talents that we spoke earlier, the man, the, the person with the talent, the, the one talent did not use it. And because he did not use it, he lost it. He get, got... The, the, the one gave it to the one that had 10 more talents, the one that had five more talents. They, they, they got his talent because he decided not to use it. Please, my brothers and my sisters, please use what God has given you. It may not be 
uh, it, 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 it may not be much in your eyesight, but please use it. Use your gift. Use what you have. Use it. Use it because God gives more. God makes room for you. God makes more. God gives you more. God gives you increase. God gives you elevation. Stop limiting yourself on who can give you that elevation. Stop limiting yourself on who can give you that increase. Stop limiting yourself because my friends, God is the author and the finisher of your faith. My friends, God is the one that gives increase. God is the one that gives elevation. God gives the one that promotes you. God is the one. God is the one. God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. God is the one. God is the one. God is the one that opens the door that no man can shut. God is the one that, that makes a way out of no way. God opens the windows so that you don't have room enough to receive what God is about to bless you with. God is the one. God is the one, my friends. God is the one that will that 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 will be with you in the midst of the storm. So don't be so quick to push him aside. Don't be so quick to, to, to judge God. Please, please. God is the one. We get this thing mistwisted. We get this thing twisted. Uh, we believe that humans are the one, but guess what? Humans plot and kill to get their power. Humans plot and kill and, and to get where they are. Humans plot and deceive and kill just to get what they have in position. But can I tell you something? That you are more than enough. You are enough. Enough. You are sufficient. You are who God says you are. And for that, I want to leave you with one of the lyrics to one of my favorite songs in the musical. It's called The World is Wide Enough. This song really struck to my heart. Because it tells, it speaks of a story about Alexander Hamilton and a character named Aaron Burr. And Aaron Burr, he felt like he had to push someone else aside. He thought he had to stomp on somebody's neck. He thought he had to kill somebody. So he could be who he was. But he didn't understand that he could be who he was while someone else could be who they were. Here's the lyrics of the song. The, the world is wide enough. Just a little bit of them. It says, death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. History obliterates every picture it paints. It paints me and all my mistakes. When Alexander aimed at the sky, he may have been the first one to die. But I'm the one who paid for it. I survived, but I paid for it. Now I'm the villain in your history. I was too young and blind to see. I should have known, I should have known. The world was wide enough. For both Hamilton and me, the world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. Let that last bar sink into your soul. The world 
was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. My friends, scarcity is not the mindset that we should have because it blocks our authenticity. Today, make it your mission to push aside scarcity and bring forth authenticity. Well, I'm going to do something that I normally would not do in a podcast. But because the world is going through a lot and going through just just a lot right now, if you would allow me to, I would love to pray. I tell people all the time that prayer changes things that prayer opens doors, that prayer is essential in moments like this. You always have to pray. Sometimes that prayer might look ugly. (laughs) Because if you've been through a difficult time, if you're not happy with where you are, you have to pray. Prayer is the key that will open up the door. Prayer is the answer to what you're looking for. So I just want to take the moment to pray with you before I sign off. God, we say thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the Being Authentic Together podcast. Over these last 13 episodes, we've learned what spiritual authenticity is. We've learned how we can bring out our true selves, but yet we still have a lot more to discuss. God, today we learn in this episode, we learned about scarcity we learned about the mindset of not having enough, not being enough. But truth is, you made us in your own image and we are enough. It's time to start believing in the gifts that you have given us. It's time to start believing in the power that you have given us. It's time to start believing in who we are in you. It's time to believe in our gifts. It's time to believe that we are enough. And our enoughness does not depend on someone else. God, help us to push aside scarcity and bring forth authenticity. Bless your people, God. 
encourage them to get the help that they need in the times that they need it. God, everything might not be what we want it to be. But God, with, a, with your help, we can get it to where it needs to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Before I go, I just want to read this last quote from the book of the soul of money from Lynn Twist, which says, we each have a choice in any setting to step back and let go of the mindset of scarcity. Once we let go of scarcity, we discover the surprising truth of sufficiency. By sufficiency, I don't mean a quantity of anything. Sufficiency isn't two steps up from poverty or one step short of abundance. It isn't a measure of barely enough or more than enough. Sufficiency isn't an amount at all. It is an experience, a context we generate, a declaration, a knowing that there is enough and that we are enough. Sufficiency resides inside of each of us and we can call it forward. It is a consciousness, an attention, an intentional choosing of the way we think about our circumstances. Well, thank you for joining us on the Being Authentic Together podcast. We're going to take a brief podcast hiatus as we prepare for the fall season with interviews and more. And wow, we have just wrapped up our first season of the Being Authentic Together podcast. We've had listeners all across the world. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. But in the meantime, in the meantime, during this break, please take care of yourself. Please, please, until we meet again, subscribe to our podcast, rate it a five onto Apple Podcast, and try Audible at audibletrial.com slash being authentic together. That's audibletrial.com slash being authentic together. Until next time, let's be authentic together. God bless.